0: Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by... Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting. Baylor Line Foundation. Myatt Fuels. Schmontz's Sandwich Shop. And UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen... Here's Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley?
1: Pleased to be with you and pleased to, uh, and by the way, some of our sponsors, it's very exciting. Some of them, as we get ready to uh, head toward college football season, several of them are uh, even coming back to us. So that was great. Some really good stuff yesterday. Uh, In case you missed it, we had uh, Dr. Mia Moody Ramirez on. She did a great job talking about Juneteenth and just uh the dean of the baylor journalism school and really fun having her on and uh bruce geetson and and several of the uh of the professors over there and i always loved the communication school i had trouble saying that word yesterday i i loved uh you know my uh college roommate is now a professor over there dr blair browning and he and his son uh boone listened to the show quite a bit which is always fun to know and then uh Doctor Doctor uh, Sluter uh, David Sluter uh, also uh, a, a great fan of the show and a great supporter of mine and he taught organizational communication and I you know and did a great job. Well, I remember taking notes. I just he really um, there was something about him a very learned looking man with a uh, a, a very distinctive uh, beard that he had and mustache. And it all kind of went together. And this man just had the look of a man who might smoke a pipe. Uh, I don't know if he ever did, but uh, had a very collegiate look about him. But some great uh, professors over there over the years. And so great to know over there in that building, Castellaw School of Communication. Um, that was where I, I raced to, Aaron, when the School of Business, that was a little, little more than I wanted to bite off. So I had to get over there to Cash law, and I just found some great. Dr. Bass was over there, Dr. Schluter, uh, John Cunningham, great professor over there. and taught all kinds of things. He even talked about uh, resumes, I remember, and interviewing and all those things. And I called him one time, Aaron, I was about a year, oh, I was about six months or a year out of school. I said, golly, I haven't done I got an interview coming up, um, and John, I thought you might. I just haven't checked in with you in a little while, and I thought you might be able to give me some tips or whatever. And and he just said, "Hey, just sh- just go do it, and just be yourself. It'll be fine." I I and honestly, I really appreciated that because instead of getting in my head and thinking too much, he just said, "Hey, go do it," and it was good advice. And John Cunningham remains a great friend to this day. All right. Um, We do have something very exciting right off the top of the show. And we may, since we're, may uh, give this to you again tomorrow since this is such a great kind of last-minute exciting thing. But um, Nate Newton, who has gone into, I mean, this is a really, really cool story. He's a great friend for a long time. Uh, He is, oh, good. He's right there. I was just giving him an introduction as we speak. Nate Newton, um, wonderful to uh, have you on the Matt Mosley show. We did radio together for forever at ESPN in Dallas, one hundred three point three FM. And Nate, you look up now and it's turned into a religious station.
2: <laughs> so oh, yeah, we- <laughs> yeah, man. I got it locked. I got it locked in. You know, I do. I do a little bit of that. You got, they got some good. Good preachers on that on that station Matt. Don't laugh too hard at us, all
1: right. <laughs> I like it, man. We had a we had a fun run there for oh my gosh, yeah. Galloway and you and the whole gang. And uh, yeah, boy you it was uh that was a fun time. But Nate, I, I really I always love having you on, but I was so excited to see over the weekend uh you be inducted into the black college football Hall of Fame, and I, I've over the years I've uh, I've seen some of the uh, folks that have gone in there. Some incredible coaches. I was just sitting here looking at the uh, uh, at the class of uh, the class you're going in with with yeah. Ben Coates, Donald Driver. I mean, Sammy White was a uh, well. People yeah. at Grambling State will remember him uh, at Grambling, obviously, and then right. some of these old school coaches. From Prairie View A and M and others, yeah. I, I love this name, John Big Train Moody, going in there from yeah, Morris yeah. Brown College. Um, yeah, hat-
2: he, they say he, you know some a guy said, yeah, he reminded me of the kid that's at uh, the Titans, and I said to myself, this dude has lived and died before I was born, so I can't write. Can't remind me, of, you know what I am saying? I don't know who to remind me of. You
1: know? <laughs> wow. Well, he didn't have a face mask. I'm looking at a picture of uh of Big Train nah. Moody. I mean, the man yeah. did not even have the aid of a face mask back when he was playing.
2: Oh man, yeah. I, hey, you know we wouldn't do that today. You know what? We are not worry about getting no uh no spirit penalties. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I the um. I, I'm looking – I mean, both you and Donald Driver and Ben Coates all were just fabulous NFL players. And, and uh, Nate, this sent me back to your your football resume, and I was like, my goodness, Nate went to the a ton of Pro Bowls. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, at, at, you know, you guys, you just had a great run. Tell me, like, who was it that called you from the Black College Hall of Fame? And, and, and just what did this mean to you when you – when you got the news uh, because you're a guy that could have played in a lot of places and you chose mm-hmm. to go to Florida A&M university. And I know, right. um, I, I know that that place has meant a lot to you over the years.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Doug, 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 Williams him and and thing about it. Me and him t- have teased each other over the years. Cause you know, he's done a, you know, won a super bowl with the Washington commanders and he, uh, uh, over pro personnel and when he called me, I thought he, he just called and left a message. hey man, Nate, give me a call I'm sorry, Cowboys ain't, you know this is last year, you know, they had having a pretty decent uh, regular season so, you know, all them Cowboys ain't going to do nothing, they'll fold in in the end, give me a call when you get a chance and so, you know, I was doing a podcast for the Cowboys and when I, I got out of it I called him. I said, what's up, Doug, how you doing y'all got a name yet, you know, because at the time they didn't have a name and uh and so we laughed about that. I said, what you need, Doug? What you need? He said, oh, man, I just want to tell you, man, congratulations. I said, congratulations? You know, what? what's this? Somebody said, well, you know, we just voted you in to the Black College Hall of Fame. So, you know, I just want to congratulate you. You got to keep it quiet for a day or two until we're announcing. And, like, and I was like, and I'm thinking he's joking. So I go home that afternoon. I didn't say anything to my wife, you know. But that morning I said, well, what if he was just what if he telling the truth? And so I told my wife, so okay, babe, he you know, I don't know if Doug messing around. And uh then around about ten o'clock that morning my phone went to blowing up. Congratulations, congratulations, you know, and media got a hold of it and it was blowing it up and everybody, you know, was congratulating me. And I'm like, Well yeah, I guess Doug told us the truth, baby. You know, so <laughs> here we sit, Mo, you know, just months later, man. It's it's, it's a great honor.
1: Well, uh, I mean, and you also played on both, for people that don't know, both sides of the line for Florida A&M Rattlers. And, and of course, that was the Hall of Fame. Also in the uh, College Football Hall of Fame member Rudy Hubbard uh, was your coach. Now, tell me, coming out of Orlando, coming out of high school, uh, did you always fancy yourself as as more of the – uh, offensive lineman, or did you really? Did you love it over on the defensive line at one point? What was your, or did you kind of know very early on that your your future was
2: that O line? Okay, I and uh, I in, in, in elementary, in junior high, that's when I really started playing. At junior mm-hmm. high, I played defense, and I always wanted to play defense. I went to Jones High, and uh, I played defense uh, starting out defensive tackle, defensive end, and then I moved to fullback, and I had a, a short, brief period at fullback, and then uh, uh, I, I started a fight because a kid kept hitting me late against one of the high schools. I told the ref, I said, if this kid hit me late again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tap this field with it. And the kid hit me late, and lo and behold, I tore up the field, and uh, they threatened me. You know, the national high school program president of over high school said, "If you ever get in another fight again, because I caused such a big ruckus that I'll be suspended from all sports." So they threw me back on defense. So I went back on defense, and then I went to college as a defensive <laughs> player and made all conference my sophomore year, all first team, all MEAC.
3: Then I then
2: I had my first problem with weight. With a weight problem, that's when I found out I had a weight problem. So I missed all the spring, and the coach told me, you're not going to play the more defense. You're going to move the offensive line. And uh, I moved over to the offensive line, and uh, many years later, here I sit, you know, talking to Matt Mosley in Waco, (laughs) baby. (laughs) That's right. All of
1: Central Texas is exciting to be hearing from Nate Newton, the Black College Hall of Fame, deserves to be in the – the uh, but the Ring of Honor, I love it, Nate. You know, I was just excited you were in the Hall of Fame, and then next thing you know, Clarence Hill and some of our media buddies there immediately get this man in the Ring of Honor. Which, by the way, I believe, <laughs> but but I and I I hope happens. But I, you know, sometimes I just want to focus on celebrating this latest honor. You know, and, yes, and you then they're beat. You know,
2: uh, <laughs> Most, You know, when you called me, we was talking uh, earlier and stuff. You and I and I tell everybody this. I, I gave up on in high school. That was my. That's when I used to chase things because you know I ain't never thought about college. I never thought about the NFL. I was just trying to be the best high school kid I was. I wanted to be a little legend in Orlando. I wanted to make All Metro. That was the thing in Orlando when I was growing up. Man, when you made All Metro, Oak Ridge, Boom, Colonial. You know, schools, the, the, the great high schools, went apart. If you made all metro, man, you you were the man, you know, in Orlando. And I I made that right now, made the first team all metro. I really did, I really didn't care, you know. Even when I made all conference in college, they had to track me down I'm like, hey man, you ain't heard? And I'm two three days later. Well, what happened? What 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 you talking about? Oh well, you made a first team all 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 conference. i are like, okay, and I went on about my business. You know, and basically the same thing. Uh, the only, and I, I'm lying, the only other thing I chased was the All Madden team.
4: <laughs>
2: oh. I did chase the All Madden team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a big thing for me to be a part of Coach Madden's All that, that's that That's the other thing I chased, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you were also the all quote people gathered at your locker forever back in the day. And uh, now, tell us. By the way, the um, you you said about the weight. I wasn't going to bring that up, but you brought it up. Um, I mean, <laughs> when 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 you got to the USFL, people don't always remember that that the Tampa Bay right. Bandits. You spent a couple of years yeah. there. Now, what was when you were doing that? Um, I, I, I you, you, I think you were a pretty dominant player in that USFL, yeah, I made,
2: but it's some I made first team all, yeah, all USFL too, offensive Atlanta.
1: But now, when yeah. did you, you? You were carrying a lot of weight before it became fashionable to carry a lot of weight. Yeah, you were yeah, moving yeah. a lot of that weight around. Who? Right. Who was when? You, but you were in the NFL, coach and I Steve think Curry maybe with was the my head
2: coach. Say it again. Head coach Steve, Spur- Steve Spurrier was my head coach. He used to find me twenty five dollars a pound, and uh, and it would be so funny, uh, Matt, Because <laughs> at the end of the year, he called me. and like, "Nate, come here. I want to talk to you." You know, I'm like, oh, what well, I done done now? Because you know me, man. I, I'm always trying to have fun. Yeah, and I go. I went in this, in this after the first season. You know, hey man, hey go to hey go to two thousand dollars I took from you during the year, man. I, you, you, you know, get yourself under control, man. And he gave my two thousand dollars back. What he five? He's doing year? <laughs> <laughs> Coach Spurrier. I, I love it, man. I love him, Coach Spurrier. Oh, yeah, man. what a, what a, That was all yeah. the fun of low and law allowed, man. Late, great Burt Reynolds and Mister Bassett and all of those guys were great to me, man. They, I, I love playing for the bandits, and if they would. If uh, our great late President Trump wouldn't have folded us for three dollars, I'd probably still be playing for the Tampa Bay Bandits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can hear Spurrier. I love that voice. You know, Nate Newton. Yeah. I mean, he just got that great voice. He's very yeah, funny, yeah, and he do, so
2: man. yeah, he do.
1: Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's that's remarkable when you think about the legendary coaches going back to college that you played yeah. for. And then, of course, Jimmy Johnson, college Hall of Famer, pro football Hall of Famer. By the way, he can't get in the ring of honor either. <laughs> I, <but. laughs> you know,
2: when, when are they going to have his day? When are they going to have his day?
1: I don't know. I don't <laughs> you know. What? I'll probably be <laughs>
2: coaching now. <huh? laughs> Dude, I know they're going to never let me in, so I don't
4: <laughs>
2: Wow. Well, you bring up a good point. Most teams, most times, the NFL would ask you, uh, would will, will require a hope that you would put your guys in the Ring of Honor before they try to bring them into the Hall of Fame in Canton. And uh, Jimmy, Jimmy can't get enough votes over there with the Jones family, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You
1: know they always make a big to do about making up and hugging, and we write all those stories. Yeah. And we all know right. the truth. They can't. It, the, the The truth is, if if they if they had truly made up, he would be in the ring of honor. But uh, yeah. now, what was what was your biggest takeaway? Re- remind me, first time you met Jimmy, and and now with Jimmy, how how hard on you was Jimmy about the weight, or did Jimmy just? Were you were a great enough player under Jimmy at some point that he probably maybe wasn't riding you as hard as others. Is that an accurate statement?
2: Yeah, he yeah yeah he he would be on me because Jimmy you know Jimmy was so about winning and and you know and I had to be he wanted me three twenty but he always give you know he fined me you know but if I stayed around three twenty five no more than three twenty seven. He never got really, really upset. But if I hit like that three thirty mark, he would come to me like, "Hey, Nate, okay, what are you doing here? You know, let's refocus. You know, <laughs> you know, put away a few biscuits. You know, hide a few biscuits. Uh, you know, don't eat that extra piece of chicken or whatever. You know, he he was sincere, man. Jimmy was serious, man. But he also knew his players. That that is the greatest thing that I always respect about Coach Johnson. You know, he knew he could say just about anything to me and it wasn't going to break me down. But if he said that to Leon Lett, we would lose him for two or three days. So, he knew his players, man. You know, I tell people, my biggest deal is he rather ever said something to Jay Novacek. They just barely, when they passed each other, they just kind of nodded at each other. You know, like, you do your job, I'm going to do my job. I mean, he just, he knew every guy to the T and how to treat every player he had his basic rules: never be late, take care of your business, do your job, you know. But you know, he treated players different. Now, you know, if Troy wanted to do something, or Mike wanted to do something, I may couldn't come to him and get that same privilege, you know. But <laughs> that's just how it was. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's it's
1: remarkable that you saw the end of the Landry era. And and then the the heyday. You're part of the dynasty, and then uh, I mean, you've seen some stuff over the years, and it's it is uh, remarkable. Would you say is Hudson Houck, If you and you may not want to do this, but you had some some really good coaching over the years. But w- yeah. was was Hudson? Was that the highest level of of O line coaching that you had? Because of course. I think when you first got to the Cowboys, they had one of those legendary coaches Jim in, in yeah, place. Jim yeah, Meyer. yeah, he was a legend, yeah, but he Meyer. was at the Jim end of his okay. career.
2: Let me, Jim Meyer wasn't so much as a technician as he was. They had a scheme, uh, and they had basic a basic blocking principle, and, and it was already in place, and he didn't teach a whole lot of technique. Tony Wise came in. He taught technique, and he believed in technique, you know. But he allowed you to to play with the skills that you had within that technique. You could build your skill set around his technique. Hudson Hawkball. He was a technician. He was like, "This is how we do it. This is how we stay in step." This uh. So I had the best of both worlds, you know. Uh, where where. Coach wise that you play within your skill set with those techniques. Whereas what's called he was just he was regiment, he was tech he was a technique freak. Uh, but one thing that coach wise and coach uh, Hawk had in common was you are gonna be working. You hit that field or uh, you hit they 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 film room, you were gonna be working those hours that you were there, you were gonna be locked in. And that's one thing that Coach Johnson required. Uh, you know, and not, and I'm not going to say Coach Landry didn't require, but a guy that wasn't going to touch the field. I wasn't going to really touch the field with Coach Landry my first year or two. But then when they brought in, uh, I can't think of Coach Urkinbeck, Jim Urkenbeck, that's who got me really started in this league. Mm. He was the coach that stood up on the table and said, yes, he's a bologna-eating, pork-chopped, fried-chicken-eating guy, but I can work with this guy. <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah, so Jim back stood up on the table for me, and that got me in the door. Well, that got me started
1: you know i I love the fact that you shared that Madden because that was uh yeah, uh, he meant so much to a lot of people, but he loved you, and he loved yeah. the Cowboys offensive line. And uh, I, I have to laugh sometimes when I hear people say, like even Clarence was writing the. Uh, he was part of the Great Wall of Dallas, and what's funny to me, Nate, is I mean I remember as a kid. I mean y'all were unreal, but the Great Wall of Dallas th- that sort of came up. It, it seemed like afterwards, you know, yes, like we uh, NFL a, films we were or something.
2: Five years. We we're <laughs> not a football five years. <laughs> Before I heard anything about the Great Wall of Dallas, <laughs> they took them quicker. They, they built the Great Wall of China before they came up with us. <laughs> like a, we were a bunch of greasy, fat, biscuits, like, gravy sopping dudes who played great football. Who, <laughs> North Turner, came in and helped us, and Tony Wise and uh, Coach Huston Hog, they designed a system that was built for us road grading and running over people. We had four or five play. We had lead draw. We had an inside uh power run, a short counter trap, and we just ran over folks, bro. <laughs> well you, know you and back, you know how it went. <laughs>
1: you, you and know the how, big you E. You
2: know
5: oh, it was two I...
2: White Houses and I was a part of one of them. <laughs>
1: but yeah we will we will save those stories for another time the yeah. white house yeah yeah i think uh, yeah that's uh it's almost yeah. a mythical place to most people and and they would be surprised you know i bet yeah. when people would actually pull up to it and see it, they probably were disappointed because it probably, in their <laughs> minds, it was some kind of enormous mansion, you know? <laughs>
4: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. Y'all were like, who's paying the rent this month? Who's paying <laughs> yeah. who's paying the mortgage yeah. at the White House?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Remember when President Clinton, he was in all troubles <laughs> yep
1: yep he was a different kind of trouble but but all yeah. in the same family but uh well <laughs> <laughs> well nate i knew it would be fun and uh i'm very proud of you and and uh and you're a great friend a great person and uh anytime you're even though it may not, you know, be the end-all, be-all what you're seeking, I'm just right. I'm glad people are honoring you. And uh, and I know it means a lot to your compadres. And, and to have Troy there, very, very yeah.
2: cool to have – yeah, I mean, that had yeah. to mean a lot to you as well. Yeah, man. Step Nasty, Moose, Tony Tobert, and Deion Sanders, man, those are the guys that really uh, – Kept me going, man. All I was missing was Charles Haley, and I was glad because he probably would have got him and tried to do the speech for me. <laughs> <He, he, laughs> I
1: saw him the other day at the mini camp, yeah. and I he yeah. he. I love seeing him, but he also worries me because I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs>
2: That's you know right. That's right. That's awesome. <laughs> He's like a tornado a hurricane.
1: You you knew yeah. how to handle him. I don't, you know, yeah. and so I get a little nervous <laughs> around him, but I I still love him.
2: <laughs> aye, brother, aye.
1: All right. All right. Well listen, we uh we're very excited for you and I will uh I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for doing this.
2: Hey, have a great one, man, and may God be with you and your family. Thank you. Thank you, Nate. There he goes.
1: Big Nate Newton in the Black College Hall of Fame now. uh, And uh, he belongs in a lot of Hall of Fames. Great to be on with him. Okay, Uh, we're going to speak to a big-time member of the Baylor basketball coaching staff, the associate head coach of the Baylor Bears, one of them,
6: John Jakus, joins us next. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 a.m. 92.3 FM and 100.9 FM.
0: I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it.
7: Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values.
5: It's time for the Greater Hewitt Chamber Disco and Divots presented by the City of Hewitt. This exciting fundraiser for the Chamber Scholarship Fund takes place Friday, September 9th at Cottonwood Creek Golf Course. Not a golfer? Get on the fun by purchasing a raffle ticket for your chance to win locals' favorite basket of goodies or a stock Yeti filled with your favorite beverages. Registration 125 a player or 500 for a team of four. Bundles with mulligans, super pass, and a raffle ticket available to member teams for $725. For more information and sponsor shootouts, visit hewittchamber.com golf or call 254-666-1200.
8: The cat sat on the Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and Western Home Decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. HowMet Aerospace in Waco is holding their weekly on-site hiring event. Every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., HowMet Aerospace will conduct on-the-spot interviews and making offers to qualified candidates that day. Bring a current resume and be ready to interview. Entry-level production to experienced roles, as well as professional positions are available. Great pay and benefits starting day one. Can't make it? Apply online anytime at HowMet.com slash careers or WacoHR
5: at HowMet.com.
6: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
5: I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. College World Series elimination game. Auburn sends Stanford home with a 6-2 win. Ole Miss handled Arkansas 13-5. Two elimination games today. Texas A&M and Notre Dame in the early game, followed by Arkansas and Auburn in the Stanley Cup Finals. Tampa Bay gets the win over the Avalanche 6-2. Colorado leads the series 2-1. Game four tomorrow night. Garrett Cole took a no-hitter in the 8th inning as the Yankees won 4 to 2. Yankees are 33 games over 500 and the first MLB team to 50 wins. Houston Astros host the Mets tonight 7:10 first pitch. Rangers start a series with Philly tonight 7:05 first pitch and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas.
6: Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: matt mosley show continues on from one legend to another uh we uh nate newton on with us to start the show today uh, i've been real excited about this too uh john jacus now joining us the associate head coach for baylor men's basketball john it is uh, very fun to have you on today uh you know you are you spent your formative years a lot of your time in Chicago does that make you from an NFL standpoint were you a big Chicago Bears fan
9: yeah how you doing Matt thanks for having me and uh yeah I grew up a Bears fan uh one of the greatest memories of my young life was 85 Bears and uh that meant a bunch to me as a kid I think it was nine or ten at the time but um we love the bears from my father all the way through it's a big deal for us and when i can watch on sunday that's who i watch
1: so i you know just talking to nate you know his nickname he was the kitchen you had the fridge and they were yeah, sort we of did. cut from the same cloth just two larger than life uh gentlemen and um it was uh it was back at a time, you know, now it's it's you, you see people play at, at 310, 320, 320 pounds. Uh, John, back in that day, that was a different animal. You know, to see Nate playing at 320 and the coaches would be all over him. Um, it, it's just, it's now we see people carry that kind of weight around. Back when we were kids, John, they just didn't. That was you didn't see it very often. So when you saw a Larry Allen or a Nate Newton or a Refrigerator Perry, they stood out. They were they were giants among you know sort of normal uh, offensive linemen at the time.
9: Yeah, I didn't know we were going to go down this road with the NBA draft coming up this week. But I can tell you this: the, the Refrigerator <laughs> Perry. Uh, was one of my favorites, and I remember the moment that Dicca put him in the backfield for the first time. So you're uh, talking about people people losing their mind because somebody over 300 pounds is running around being a good athlete. Uh, you, you take that one step farther with what Dicka did, putting him in the backfield, and uh, he scored the touchdown and not just in the regular season, but in the Super Bowl when the Bears won, I think, 46-10 against the, the Patriots. So even you look at some of our guys on the court, the way they carry weight and they can run and jump, it's, it's remarkable. So clearly athletes are getting better as time goes on. I know some people have a hard time saying that out loud. I, I had no issue saying that out loud, how loud. All our guys are better athletes than, than we were. Uh, but the carrying weight thing's a big deal. But I'll, I'll never forget the, the refrigerator Perry touchdown, let alone the one in, in the Super Bowl.
1: Well, I won't ask you to to wrap a stanza of the Super Bowl shuffle for us. But I, I do you know, think... You I had
9: it on VHS tape. <laughs> that was a big part. I had it memorized. And, uh, yeah, listen, uh, this, you're speaking my love language right here. So uh, my two <sighs> favorite Bears ever are Walter Payton and Mike Singletary. And Singletary's he's uh, a Baylor guy. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was my childhood for sure. And I'm a big, big fan of that
1: samurai mike you can imagine what Amen. posters i had yeah i had, oh, I had the uh, same spe- poster yeah and you had uh you had, of course iron mike Ditka. then you had samurai mike and then i had a vinnie johnson poster and he had that uh muscle shirt on and that thing that that uh the the you know the the temperature gauge and it said the microwave on it i mean those mba posters back in the day were so great i had i had larry legend of course uh with him kind of like on a pedestal or something but uh yeah jake john i i would imagine our our uh, childhood bedrooms were very similar <laughs> with <laughs> with now i was a jordan guy too i mean i had i had all the jordan stuff well, the, it seems like you liked everybody
9: it seems like you, <laughs> you liked everybody i don't know how you could like <laughs> bad boy pistons and michael jordan in the same breath but i'll I'll let you have that one, I guess. Cool. Yeah, ben, my, a... my kids don't even know what a poster is. <laughs> it was a big deal to have sports posters on the wall. My kids don't even know what that is now. Everything's on their cell phone. So, yeah. Uh, but that was a big memory you yeah, had going to the store and, and getting a poster of an athlete. And nowadays, you know, you would you would see somebody dunk on somebody like Kendall Brown or Jeremy dunk on somebody, and you're like, well, that would have been a poster when I was a kid. Now it's just this. This gift that plays over and over on Twitter or Instagram. So uh, things have certainly, certainly changed. But yeah, back yeah. in the day, back in our day, posters were a big, big deal.
1: John Jake is associate Baylor uh, head coach joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Well, we we will get. You know I'd get there eventually. Uh, to the NBA draft and uh, so exciting coming up. You know how what what's it like when you've coached? some of these guys you've seen guys drafted over the years do you do you do you get kind of almost nervous for them what is that like for somebody that's poured so much into these players especially some of these guys like sohan who has the european background that's that's one of your specialties in your career what's that what's it like is it just sort of pride that you feel do you feel some nervousness? kind of waiting to see where they're going to go? The, 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 as we're getting close to the draft, what, what kind of goes through your mind?
9: Yeah, I mean, the first thing that goes through our mind is, one, I think we're really thankful they chose Baylor because, uh, you know, their talent really provides a special thing for our program. And so you're really humbled that they chose to do life with you. And uh, when they commit to you as an athlete, it's more than just, them choosing to uh, play here. It's a lifelong commitment. You're going to be at their wedding. You're going to be there when they have kids. And these guys will be people that will be uh, part of our lives for decades. And this is just one of those steps in the, in, in that. Now, I, I don't know if you'd make that being drafted bigger than their wedding, but some people may, some people may not, but the moment of them waiting you get nervous, you know, you're nervous for them because you know, they're going to go. So you feel safe in that. Like I know Jeremy's going to be a first round pick. You feel safe in that. But as they sit there, it's just this long wait. And then in one second, the the biggest dream of their young life comes true and uh, you can throw the money out and all that, all that is special. But when they go from nervous to realization to celebration, uh, I just, think you're so humbled that you get to be part of that process but certainly i'll be nervous until they call both jeremy and kendall's names i think we all will and then was, this piece will come and then the celebration comes after but they've earned this it's a long time coming and to be there will be a special thing
1: okay let's start with jeremy uh what do you, what do you think when you kind of have watched him go from being like the start of the season oh maybe you know this guy would have a chance to go in the second round or something like that to a a bona fide lottery contender, lottery pick type uh, player. First of all, did the development happen even quicker than you thought it would be? And 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 what is it about Jeremy's game you think that uh, makes him so appealing? You know, I, I read all the mock drafts. I know the defensive what he can do is defending all his position positions makes him uh, extremely valuable, but. I, I, I'm just sort of curious. As you've watched his process, did it did it happen even a little quicker than than you anticipated?
9: Yeah, I think first off, you got to give Scott some credit. He makes us work like we're an NBA team. And even in our recruiting process, I think people make mistakes, and recruiting services and people that rank players are off. And I mean, one recruiting service had Jeremy 113th, I believe. And when you're 6'9", and you switch like that, and you can dribble and pass the way he does, and you can defend, and he's so versatile. And you watch the NBA Finals, and everything in basketball is just trending towards his versatility. When you're 6'9", with that versatility, it's almost like people miss the boat a little bit. And Scott, and the kind of research and homework uh, we do, I think we're not surprised, We knew this was coming and the ranking and what people thought of him prior to him getting here didn't matter to us. We knew he was an NBA player. I think the pace at which it happened kind of surprised, but it's almost like he was born at the perfect time. You know, if this was 10 years ago, maybe they would have said go back to school and work on being a small forward. And now they just don't care. The positionlessness of Jeremy is just, years old, and they'll do the development themselves. And then you add who he is as a person. I think that's probably what you're talking about when you're referring to what you read based on his interview and draft process. He's been a home run in his interviews. And I think as people get a sense of his maturity and basketball IQ, they become more and more settled that if you are 6'9 and that versatile, and you're a good person, and your mind and your basketball IQ is as strong as his, and it's it's less of a risk to go with a 19-year-old. And um, I just think that's where he's at. I think we got lucky in in what we found on him prior to him coming here. Maybe he's a little ahead of schedule, but I just think the way basketball is trending, he's right on time.
1: See, I think people, we never hold people accountable uh, these days. You know, like if somebody had Jeremy Sohan, 113th, um, it, like during the draft, they should be called out. You know, <laughs> here, here, here's the yeah, service. I, who, I, don't, had... I don't think that's necessarily the road I was going down. I think I was more
9: complimenting Scott in that moment, and yes. and highlighting that if you can if you can find versatility and switchability on the defensive end, and then yeah. and then they can play a positionless game on the offensive end. It's simpler than people make it out to be. And when you see it, you know it. And uh, with with Jeremy, you see it. And you've seen it since he was 16. He won MVP of the FIBA U16s. And usually that's a good sign. Guys that are winning MVP of the FIBA U16s are trending towards NBA players. And, and he's certainly one of those.
1: Yeah, of course, my mind went somewhere petty, okay, and I hope that didn't shock you. Uh, that I know that's not not your intention, but I just went ahead and took it there. Now, I, uh, we'll uh, we're we're talking to, uh, oh man, I, the the guy that's become the Baylor associate head coach, along with Coach Brooks, John Jacobs, on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Um, and by the way, before I get to Kendall, I I thought that was really cool. Y'all have made Juneteenth. A big priority. Waco has a great parade. It's always been something uh, celebrated and commemorated in Waco. I think more of the country, thank goodness, is finding out more. It's now a federal holiday. Uh, John, that was a that's always cool to to see you and Scott and others uh, players uh, taking part in things like that. What was what was uh, what what has that been like? The Juneteenth uh and were you like me growing up uh in public schools i i did we did not we heard of juneteenth but i can't say we knew a lot about it uh did did you just learn more about it here in the last couple of years or have you kind of always known what it was
9: you no know, just in the to be honest just in the last couple of years and growing up in the midwest in a public school it's not something that uh was taught uh, i've learned that texas is been more at the heart of that for a longer period of time and more than anything I've seen that the heart of our own players have made this a priority. And I just think it's really cool the way we can flesh that out and support that with the parade. The parade in Waco was great. Uh, they do a good job. It was really kind and important for us to be part of that. And I think Scott's leadership and it's just had a schedule and, and great. in the, the whole joy model of him, it's just expressed with Juneteenth also. And uh, even on Monday, we didn't practice. We shut it down. The guys had a day off. The athletic department honors Juneteenth. It's becoming more and more of a holiday. But at the end of the day, it's it's not a holiday. It's just making sure that we remind people what's important and that the equality of people matters. And uh, our guys, as they get more and more into social media and the fame comes to their sooner, they get these opportunities to use their platform to bring light to things and so when they do that you're just really proud of them and you're happy to support it
1: well it's a, it's a really cool thing and and uh, I think the program takes a lead in getting that out there social media and other other ways now uh, talking to John Jacobs about Kendall Brown another player now Kendall is really interesting because there have been times he's been uh, listed on these mock drafts and 22nd there's been times he's not listed at all in the first round um so i think i I really think there's a pretty wide area where he could go uh john having you know observed him and coached him and been up close with him for so long what what do you think why do you think there's such unknown and maybe a little more volatility with with uh kendall's uh, draft status than, than perhaps Jeremy's.
9: Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I don't totally understand that portion when it comes to Kendall. He just turned nineteen a few weeks ago. He's an athletic freak. He's six eight and uh, switches just as effectively as Jeremy does. And I think the youth and the upside and the versatility fits in this game just the way it, it ought to. And I think Kendall's a first-round draft pick. I think he's a first-round kid. I think he has first-round character. And I think in two or three years from now, people are going to realize that whether he has the ball in his hands or not, he affects the game. And you can see centers like Jokic or you see six eight guys like Doncic or LeBron or uh, – you know, Kawhi Leonard ended up being point guards. And the guys around him have to either be shooters or slashers. And it's the way the spacing around the stars uh, has changed towards role players. They need to be specialists. And if you're going to measure specialists in this draft, I don't think you're going to find a better cutter. And I don't think you're going to find a more efficient transition player. So he doesn't need to be a star today, but he's going to be a pro for a long time. And he fits the modern game, and in our minds and hearts, 100%, we think he's worthy of the first-round pick, and we're hoping on Thursday that comes to fruition.
1: All right, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be so fun to watch. How's everybody uh, fitting in? I'm, I'm seeing pictures of, of players. Jalen Bridges was at that Baylor camp that you all had, and uh, uh, a lot of those kids. I mean, how that's got to be the coolest thing in the world. I used to go to Grant Taft football camp. And look what it did for me. <laughs> I, became, I became a broadcaster. But still, I, as a kid, what a tremendous opportunity. And, you know, Jalen, new to Waco, new to the program, he was mic'd up. And, and he was having fun. And, I mean, just a- already seems to be fitting in extremely well. How, how has that been, watching the, the new players come in and, and sort of inter- integrate them into your, your culture and what you guys are all about?
9: Yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, for me personally, June is one of my favorite months of the year. I know in life, everybody wants to do things fast. And I know people have us in the top 10 or the top five, and we're hoping for final fours and national championships, but you got to build a foundation first. And June's about camp and serving kids. It's about doing service projects, it's about player development. It's about taking a chance to just work on yourself and get better. And in some ways, we just kind of live in our practice gym and uh, see how deep our friendships can get. And then when you stack a little basketball on top of that, that's the foundation for the success for your upcoming year. And our new guys have been unbelievable. We're still waiting on Josh to get here, but Caleb and Jalen and Dan have, have really fit in. And they're better people than they are players. And so when you're as talented as people think that we are this early, and you know your kids are that good, you end up being in a good mood all the time because there's no losing in June. There's just getting better. So I think we've loved our month. We, we love June. We're looking forward to going to Canada, representing the USA here in a few weeks. It'll give us a chance to play Italy, Canada, and Brazil and some friendly games and a uh, chance to get better. And then we'll come back in July and Coach Charlie will get us in the weight room and make us great. But this this June has been great for us. and The kids are... Um, I'm telling you, much better people than they are even players, and they're really good players. All right, you
1: got everybody's uh, passport updated and everything. I uh, uh, is it will shock you to know that I've run into passport issues and and have been <laughs> expediting things at the last minute. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But does everybody? I mean, you have one of the great passports of all time with all your international travels, so I don't worry about your passport. But there's always that one guy. That you've got to you've got to get that passport done at the last minute, and uh, and John, I am that guy. Just so you just so you know.
9: Well, for better or worse, I think we have four of you on our team, maybe five.
4: So
9: <laughs> uh, obviously, my passport's up to date, and I think I got an extra fifty to one hundred pages in it for the extra stamps. And that's been good to us and our recruiting. But I can tell you this: Coach AD is in charge of the passports and the visas, and uh, I, he's got a nice. You know, full head of hair. He's a nice, happy guy, but I can, he's probably pulling some hair out trying to get these four or five passports and pieces here on time. So <laughs> I, I try to stay out of that one. It would do nothing but cause me stress. I think I'll just stick to coaching and recruiting, but he's the one carrying the brunt of that. But apparently we have four or five Matt Moseleys on our team when it comes to the passport being on time. So I'll give you that little nugget.
1: All right. Well, I, I know who can do it in a hurry because I have been down that road. So have A.D. reach have out to me.
9: Friends. I think we have the same
1: <laughs> friends. <laughs> John, I, I really appreciate it. And uh, it's going to be uh, – you all have a great time, and, and hopefully the Baylor family can kind of keep up with what you all are doing via social media. I don't know if any of the games will be available. Um, you know, we'd all purchase it if you all put it somewhere. But just keep us posted. You are not as, as big a social media guy – is Coach Brooks and Coach Drew and others. So I, you know, I may need you to do it offline, okay? But we want to, yeah, yeah. we want to know what you guys are up to, so we can follow you.
9: Yeah, I think DK's got that under control, but I believe there will be links for the games and good, good chance to get some summer basketball into your system.
1: Okay, all right, but but do no, It's not too late in your life to start put posting stuff to Instagram all the time, okay? Don't rule it out. <laughs>
9: I don't know. I think there's a batch of coaches that just don't. Isn't Coach Aranda not like so much on social media? I think he can. I think he can do it both ways. So uh, I don't know if you're going to convince me to do it the other way, but I appreciate the effort. Uh, and it, it's it's certainly something you need to have with recruiting because you just need to stay with the direct okay. messages with the recruits. But yeah. I'm going to leave that to you and then we're going to just okay. keep moving forward, I think.
1: <laughs> by, by the way, my top recruit is now, it's like the ACC, rolled out of bed and realized, you know, one of the greatest guards in the country. So I've got my eye on that. But uh, anyway, that's uh, okay. that, that's not, we can't discuss that publicly, but just know uh, I am, uh, I'm taking care of business on my end, all right?
9: All right, well, we're going to take care of business on our end too, I think.
1: <laughs> i love it i love it hey thanks coach really appreciate it
9: yeah no problem have a great day i appreciate you having me and supporting the guys especially with the draft thank you very much
1: you bet john jacus there he goes now we have uh we just had two incredible guests right out of the shoot, so we'll do re- something real quick here um and uh and then we're gonna we're gonna move campus confidential into the five o'clock hour uh, but, uh, but really good stuff today. Uh, appreciate John Jacobs, some really interesting draft uh, talk, and then Nate Newton to open the show up today. Really been strong. Uh, we'll get you updated on those uh, Texas Aggies in the College World Series. We'll do it next.
6: Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Get a great deal
10: on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors. Part of our under 100 horsepower tractor lineup rated number one for reliability. Z-Series mowers and Sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home the Kubota L-2501 tractor for zero
6: down, 0% APR for up to 60 months, plus save up to $1,100. Now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details.
7: WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations
6: to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com.
10: In my podcast, Your Money and a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money and a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
8: Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com slash
5: KRZI are you frustrated with rising cost of eating out uncle dan's barbecue and rib house comes to the rescue meat eater monday one meat with two sides for only 8 35 this special with beef or ribs is 9 45 tater tuesday buy a texas tater at regular price and get the second one for half price pork loin wednesday a pork loin plate for 7 69 also any day order the new porky piggy texas tater with pulled pork it's three dollars less than beef uncle dan's barbecue and rib house in hewitt and in waco The best
0: prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo. From brand names like Smith & Wesson, Kanik, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118222462. Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports
5: Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. College World Series elimination game. Auburn sends Stanford home with a 6-2 win. Ole Miss handled Arkansas 13-5. Two elimination games today. Texas A&M and Notre Dame in the early game, followed by Arkansas and Auburn. In the Stanley Cup Finals, Tampa Bay gets the win over the Avalanche 6-2. Colorado leads the series 2-1. Game four tomorrow night. Garrett Cole took a no-hitter in the eighth inning as the Yankees won four to two. Yankees are 33 games over 500 and the first MLB team to 50 wins. Houston Astros host the Mets tonight, 7:10 first pitch. Rangers start a series with Philly tonight, 7:05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas Sports Center
6: every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Matt Mosley, and uh, we got to get back on schedule. I mean, Aaron, that was fun, though. I uh, opened the show with the legendary Nate Newton, and Aaron, even though you've left the Cowboys behind now, and that was in your heyday as a Cowboys fan, and I, I know Nate Newton brings back such great memories, and uh, Aaron, how funny was that, him talking about the White House? If anybody doesn't know what the White House was, that was a... <laughs> house that the cowboys kept not far from valley ranch their old practice facility where a lot of stuff went down all right they had a lot of partying and i don't think it was all like good family type entertainment and it was called the white house and then as he said there was also he brought up bill clinton and said there were some things going on at that white house as well and by the way those things were happening around the same time the cowboys dynasty and uh, Bill Clinton in the White House, circa 1993, 94, 95, 96, uh, right in there. All that was uh, all that was happening. But really fun stuff from, uh, from Nate. Aaron always does a great job of getting all that posted and put on social media. And we end up usually getting hundreds, if not thousands, of downloads on that. And so that's a great way to experience the show if, for some reason, you missed it. Uh, you can get on social media and find that. And, uh, Aaron, the one the social media, I try not to do a lot of Facebook. Our station has plenty of Facebook, but I, I'm a big Twitter person. So that's where uh, Aaron puts that on our Twitter account, and then uh, I always retweet that and put some things out that were said. And, uh, Aaron, that was great stuff, too, from Coach Jacobs, And uh, really interesting. Now, in the 5 o'clock hour, Uh, The Aggies did hold on, and they uh, they got off to a a great 5-0 lead, and they had a guy that they threw out there today, Detmer, I believe is his name, and whoa, I mean, sometimes they say good pitching beats good hitting. It did today. The Notre Dame fighting Irish. God, you know, love them. They couldn't touch this guy. For seven innings, he threw around 100 pitches. He was awesome. He was untouchable almost. And I think they got three hits against him last time I looked. Aaron, he, I, I thought I saw I, – I was figuring they probably took him out after seven. Uh, but he was – and I love that Schlossnagle, uh, left him out there. Okay, a lot of times you will you'll do some overmanaging with pitchers. This guy was not being touched, and they just left him out there. So big win for the Aggies, and uh, in the 5 o'clock hour – uh, our, our Aggie Insider, who's at in Omaha, will probably be weighing in. We're going to let him get through the press conference there in Omaha, and he's going to hop on with us probably, I don't know, around 530 or something. He'll, he'll jump on, say hey to us, and catch us up uh, f- with a, uh, a from-the-scene type account. All right, Aaron, let's start the 5 o'clock, though, with some Campus Confidential. What all do we have uh, on our uh, agenda Uh, with College Athletics, College
6: World Series, all of that coming up next. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SintechSportsFan.com.
7: Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, Paving and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com.
5: Congratulations to the state champion
6: Crawford softball team from ESPN Central Texas.
5: Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that mother nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams and Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams and Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams and Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams and Sons Roofing
6: Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at syntechsportsfan.com.
10: I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. But now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again. Get it dressed up again, and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners—we have it at Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lakeview Drive in Waco.
0: Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I'm here too. He is. I'm Jimmy. I need to price price say
1: it. hi to somebody at the City of Waco Permits Department. Heather Hewish.
0: Okay, Heather Hewish.
1: Thank you for saving my backside.
0: Okay, that's a little outside of our uh, commercial goals here, but we will tell you that I we told are. her I'd
1: say hi and she said I better not. You can call them downtown if you need permits. They're good people.
0: They are, and we're good people at Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair at 254... 254- they should
1: cut me a break.
0: 235 Choo sitting choo in the city or fixitjimmy.com. that's me
6: from the alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram studios this is krzi waco k222 dc waco k265 dv temple espn central texas
0: welcome back to the matt mosley show the presenting sponsor of the matt mosley show is central national bank also sponsored by alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley.
6: It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
1: Yeah, we'll do it a little differently today. Adjusting on the fly. Call a little bit of an audible. We had uh, two incredible guests right out of the gates. The NFL legend Nate Newton, Baylor associate Head Coach John Jakus. And we just uh, were having such a time visiting with them that we decided to take campus confidential right into the 5 o'clock hour. Now, for Aggies fans out there, College World Series, they get a big victory over the Fighting Irish and we'll, we'll go to Omaha. Our Aggie insider will have a report for us. He's a, a, a writer for the Bryan College uh, Station Eagle, the Bryan Eagle. And so he'll hop on with us here in a little bit. But first, uh, let's turn it over to Aaron Sexton. What's on your mind, Aaron?
3: Quick recap of the College World Series action so far today. Texas A&M, the five seed defeated Notre Dame 5 to 1, eliminating Notre Dame. Coming up at 6 o'clock on ESPN2, Arkansas and Auburn in another elimination game. Texas A&M will now take on Oklahoma tomorrow at 1 p.m. If Texas A&M wins that game, they'll play a second game. If Oklahoma wins, they are in to the National Championship Finals Series. Same thing for Old Miss, as they will take on the winner of the Auburn-Arkansas game on Thursday. And if they win, they're on to the finals if not they would have to play another game against the winner of tonight's game between Auburn and Arkansas.
1: Boy, I find that uh, all of that very very interesting. Auburn and Arkansas getting ready to get it on and uh, Aaron bringing us up to date on the Aggies. It's it's interesting, Aaron. I I almost think that losing the first game can go one of two ways. Either the pressure mounts and you just don't you can't go out there and, and you're just immediately you're gone the next game or you kind of take a devil may care attitude like, hey, we've already lost one. Let's just go out there and play like we have nothing to lose. And a and especially getting that kind of pitching performance, that was really, really impressive. And now it just kind of keeps all their weapons in play. Aaron, I'm sure that's not lost on you. The fact that Palish, the uh, P-A-L-I-S-C-H, uh, I believe, that reliever that transferred in from Stanford, when you have a starter go that deep into the game and can throw a hundred pitches and eat seven innings and 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 basically leaves with a five nothing lead, uh, it, it just it, it, there's so much of a, a, a impact that it has on the rest of the team. Now you can't college baseball you can't just throw anybody in there to finish the game. But still, Aaron, you all your high leverage, big arms that, that you can turn to out of the bullpen, they're all just still sitting out there. They're fine. And so, I, I got to hand it, man. What a, what a tremendous – first, I've got that as the guttiest performance so far from a starting pitcher in the College World Series.
3: Absolutely. And you talked about how important it is, especially with them being in the loser's bracket, you know, pitching is – Probably the most important thing and the most and the biggest advantage that the teams on the winner side have. But now, like you said, with that outing today, AM has got their bullpen rested and it just puts them in a better position if they're able to beat Oklahoma tomorrow to even win that second game maybe and get past them and, and punch their ticket to the uh, national championship series.
1: What time do you say that game what time that game was tomorrow?
3: One o'clock. So we will be talking about it. It should be wrapping up by the time we hit the air. Or close, Maybe around so. there.
1: Maybe so, but these things have been like four and five hours today because Detmer was so efficient. Uh, we actually kind of got th- through this thing in 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 pretty quick fashion, but it was I thought there was no way we would get Travis Brown in the 5 o'clock hour today, but it does look like uh, we'll be able to. That will be a lot of fun uh, to – future SEC foes getting it on Oklahoma Texas a and m we've already seen this matchup once and of course Oklahoma came out firing and won that thing Aaron 13 to 8 15 to 13 8, to 9? eight was the final okay all right all right that was the uh, that was that first uh, game all right Aaron what else do you have for us sir
3: well it's been uh, quite A week for Steph Curry, he added his fourth NBA title, his first Finals MVP, and now his alma mater, Davidson, has announced that the Golden State Warrior star will have his number retired by the school at an August ceremony. Davidson Athletic Director Chris Clooney said last week that Curry's number 30 would be the first retired by the school during an August 31st ceremony. Now, if you're like me and wondering why they haven't already done it, well, because they have a rule Graduating is a condition to be honored. Davidson already retires the number and jerseys of players who complete their degrees. Davidson has previously retired the jerseys of six men's basketball players, but Curry's 30 will be the first number to never be worn again at the school he got his degree earlier this year.
1: Huh. I, I, I like it. The uh, C- Davidson coach, by the way, is uh, retiring. Bob McKillop, who he played for. And I liked uh, some of the stuff I saw from the parade the other day. Aaron on the uh, on the the bus that they were on during the parade route, somebody had brought a goat in a Golden State Warriors <coughs> jersey, and Steph stopped the bus and went down there to take a picture with the goat. <laughs> I kind of I kind of liked that. Now. Aaron, if you don't mind, I do want to interject some breaking, a couple of breaking news items sure. that involve Baylor. Baylor women's basketball has hired a director of recruiting, and uh, a new director of recruiting. And um, I'm going to have have some help on this last name. It her her first name is Taj, T-A-I-J-H. Her second, her last name is. De All right, that's D-E-L-A-H-O-U-S-S-A-Y-E. Aaron, uh De Okay, that's what we're going to go with for now. Uh, I will need a pronunciation. And let's see on this press release here if, uh, if we can, uh, if there's any kind of pronunciation in there. That would be good. But, no, I don't. Uh, anyway, that's exciting. Also exciting news, Aaron. This is Jacoby Walter. You know, we had his high school coach on the other day. Baylor five-star. I say Baylor five-star. We're hoping he's a Baylor uh, player. He is a five-star guard. He's a 2023, so he's going into his senior year. He will announce his college decision tomorrow. That is June 22nd. All right, the final four schools, and this is Jacoby Walter, Texas, Baylor, Alabama, and Auburn. University of Texas, Baylor, Alabama, and Auburn. That's an easy choice. (laughs) I think so, too, but (laughs) we shall see. There was a kid Baylor wanted years ago. God, His nickname was Shady. Um, and he went to Kansas, and he may have played on a national title team at Kansas back in whenever they won it, 2008 or 9. But he it was fun. He went to bed, a Baylor bear, and he woke up a Kansas Jayhawk. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> remember, his, his nickname was Shady, and I just can't think of his last name right now. But uh, he ended up going to the Jayhawks. Now, this is interesting because, Aaron, I, I'll look this up. This guy. Darrell just Arthur. Gave uh, you're I had right. to Google
3: it, but yeah, I, I was having trouble with the name too. I was like, I remember that recruitment so well, and how disappointed I was.
1: Yeah, all right. Interestingly, the Paul Biancardi, who does all the recruiting stuff for ESPN, has a different final list of four schools. I just said the ones I said. He has Alabama, Auburn, Baylor, Kansas, and Texas. All right, so he adds Kansas as a potential. Aaron, I hope the Jayhawks <laughs> have not come in there with all that money. They're going to do it to us again, mm. all that NIL money. Now, what I still don't understand, Aaron, it just it just doesn't make any sense to me. This kid is going to announce tomorrow, and then he's going to leave all his high school buddies and classmates and the people he's always gone to school with uh, since junior high, in McKinney, Texas, and he's going to go to Branson, Missouri. Maybe he wants to see some of those hokey shows or something and be in a prep school. Like, I don't – maybe maybe they're going to pay him some money. I don't get it. I don't get it. Why you want to go to a prep school when it has no bearing on where you end up? Uh, that he's me- going to make his announcement tomorrow. Do you but- think he'll become that much better of a player because maybe he can spend more time – on basketball than in the classroom, I guess, or maybe he thinks he's going to play a better schedule. I don't know, but man, I got no, I got no clue how you would leave and go across America or the go, to, you know, go five states over to play in Missouri when you could play right there in McKinney, Texas.
3: Well, I, and I don't know that this is it, but I do know that you are prohibited, I believe, by the UIL from taking NIL money in high school in Texas. So yeah, I think that may be true. part of it, that he would be eligible to receive some NIL if he moved to another state. I don't know that that's part of it, but it could be.
1: I do not recall in my high school career, Aaron, any prep school ever coming after me.
3: <laughs> me either.
1: I was allowed to stay and finish my career right there at Kaufman High School where we proudly went 1-13 in my senior year in District 16-4A against the likes of Lancaster, Cedar Hill, Waxahachie, Wilmer Hutchins. That was a little rich for our blood. Uh, that, was some, that was a little too much. It was a step-up in competition. We were a good 3A school, not so good in Class 4A. Aaron, what else do you have for us, sir?
3: Louisville football coach Scott Satterfield secured one of his biggest wins in the recruiting wars when top running back recruit Ruben Owens, II second committed to the Cardinals yesterday. Owens is the number 29 overall prospect in 2023, in the 2023 ESPN 300. He was an early commit to Texas. He decommitted last June. Uh, he is the, uh, he's a 5'11", 180, Pound running back from El Campo, Texas. He had offers from nearly every major program in the country and is ESPN's number two ranked running back recruit. He joins number two overall receiver DeAndre Moore Jr. from Los Alamitos, California in Louisville's 2023 class. So they are making some waves uh, for next year's class and just perusing through Twitter after he made the announcement, there is some definite hurt feelings from some Longhorns, including no, uh, some, including Jeff Ketchum. He was like, I don't believe for one minute that, that this commitment will stay. And I was like, okay, maybe you know something we don't. But they were not happy that he committed to Louisville. But, you know, well, Texas fans I, and hubris kind of go together, so I can kind of see it.
1: Ooh, I like it when you use words like that. I... I, uh, our hearts or prayers go out to Longhorns fans who are upset by this. I mean,
3: they are not they happy.
1: Are, they, Louisville came in with the money. I love it, man. The, 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 the Louisville, I mean, that is an interesting program right now because as you, as you said, they brought in that big-time five-star receiver the other day. Hey, two can play at this game. Just because we think oh, Ohio State or Texas or A&M are going to get all the kids, Louisville, you know, the thing is, Aaron, what if you load it up with NIL money and instead of, like, trying to divide it up equally over, like, a big class of, of players of 20 kids, you took your, let's call it $10 million, and you said, you know what, eight of it we're going to spend on two of the greatest players players in the country. I mean that may be what Louisville is doing. I mean it's what Tennessee did with that collective they had and they went out and got some uh big time quarterback and they've spent I mean committed like 8 million dollars to him. I mean it is the silliest thing in the world. I I wouldn't even do that for Arch Manning. Like Aaron, if we're talking about quarterbacks who are the most sure things in life, it, college quarterbacks wouldn't wouldn't Arch be right there at the top? And, again, it's putting a lot of pressure on him to say that. But if you're talking about sure thing, first day, roll out of bed, going to be great, I would bet the house on Arch Manning because of everything he comes from and, and every bit of support he's had his whole life. And I would not, for a million years, commit that kind of money to him. Can you imagine Tennessee committing – million, it's the most laughable thing. Think about it for Ohio State. Hey, hey, Quinn Ewers, come on up here. We'll commit a million dollars to you. Quinn went up there, got his million. He's already left town. All right? You want to put $8 million on a high school kid, you're going to get what you deserve, which is probably egg on your face. All right, Aaron, this this commentary brought to you by Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Uh, Aaron, anything else? Anything else to uh, to cover on your plate?
3: Uh, one real quick. Wisconsin men's and women's basketball will play a doubleheader next year, November 11th, at the home of the Milwaukee Brewers. The doubleheader at American Family Field will start with Wisconsin's women's team taking on Kansas State, then the Badgers men's team will take on Stanford the event is billed as Brew City Battle will mark the first time basketball games will be played in the stadium, which opened 2000, in 2001. So a little outdoor basketball for uh, both the wins and women's programs.
1: And where is it going to be?
3: American Family Field, home of the Milwaukee Brewers. Huh. And that ma- I actually, I, I have to, you know what, now that I think about that, I don't know.
1: That's interesting. That, ain't that like, is a... That's it. There's, there's some game coming up. They're going to do another game on an aircraft carrier, even though even though the last time they did it, they were slipping around. They had to call it off. <laughs> I, I mean, you're in an aircraft carrier. It's out docked. It's out in the water somewhere. You, you're surprised that there's going to be condensation on the court? Come on. I mean, I love doing stuff like that for our armed forces. But it, it's, you know, you got to make sure these things uh, work. Aaron, one other thing on a college uh, baseball note that I wanted to share with you, and, and I, I'm sure you saw this earlier today. What a weird note, Aaron, about that Sean Allen, the pitching coach at University of Texas, They, it looks like he got fired. I mean, it's like, way to go, Sean. Thanks for helping us get to the College World Series. Oh, by the way,
3: <laughs> you're done. That was, yeah, I... I that was crazy. I meant to grab that story, and I didn't. Okay. But Yeah, I mean, how do you have a, six season, a season as successful as you've had and fire the pitching coach? I just don't get it.
1: I mean, Pete Hansen was good on Friday nights. I know he didn't go have a good outing against the Aggies. Are they so mad about losing to A&M? It's just like, let's fire some people. And, oh, by the way, Troy Tulewinski, who we've heard such great things about, Tulo – Uh, For anybody that's covered Major League Baseball, he was a great, great player for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Tulo is um, in the mix, and there's a great chance he could be going to USC to become their head baseball coach. You know, I I think Baylor looked around. I mean, Sean Allen's name was in the mix. Tulo was just a real interesting name. But I think Baylor kind of thought probably with good reason, like, well, this guy's been a – Volunteer assistant is he ready to? And I think people at University of Texas love him, but maybe this—you can't make him the pitching coach. I mean, I guess you could elevate his status with Sean Allen going. I'm trying to think who their hitting coach is. I—I I, I don't know, but—but but that's really interesting that Texas is in the process of uh, of possibly losing two coaches. Uh, I feel like I have heard maybe who Mitch thompson is thinking about uh on his assistant coaches but aaron if i'm mitch thompson and i hear about that ut coach i'm thinking hey i mean this guy was all i I thought he did a great job university of texas so i got no clue why sean allen is out at ut but if i'm mitch thompson i'm thinking about it i'm certainly thinking about it and a reminder that we're going to have mitch up we'll have that uh, news conference uh, live the introductory news conference for Mitch Thompson as the Baylor baseball coach Thursday at 11 o'clock. And if you're listening to us and you want to come see Mitch, it's open to the public at the Baylor club. Join the Baylor club while you're there. They, they'll have like ask for the Mosley special. They may look at you funny, but they I think they do still have it. Um, and uh, just come watch it. People, can, I mean, love to watch uh, coaches get introduced. And then you can kind of laugh at our questions because we'll be sitting up there Firing questions at Mitch Thompson. Mitch, who you know, I'm going to ask Aaron right out of the box. I'm going to say, I think I'm going to say um, to something, something like, "Who's your Friday starter next year? Who do you like (laughs) as your Friday starter?" (laughs) All right. Have you uh, signed anyone
3: from the transfer portal yet,
1: Mitch? How's the portal looking? Can you get Pineda back? Can Pineda (laughs) get out of that LSU uniform? Oh, there's another one, Aaron. Jack Paneda ends up transferring to LSU. So we've lost one to Oklahoma, lost one to TCU, and have now lost one to LSU. And you may say, "Oh my gosh, how will they ever recover?" Well, I mean, Mitch Thompson has to recruit all new kids to MCC every single year because they're churning through there so quickly. So I'm the last him getting talented players is the least of my concerns you know now trying to recover and get it ready for next year that may be kind of tough but I, i think he'll have that thing rocking and rolling pretty quickly and it was great to see him back at baylor ballpark and then aaron those social media things of mitch that looked like one of those old school baylor ball caps did you notice that that gold the gold cap with the with the green bu To me, that looked like kind of a Steve Smith-era Baylor ball cap. So, Aaron, do you think Tom Barfield still has some of those caps put away somewhere from all those years he called the games?
3: Oh, I imagine so, yeah.
1: Tom, if you're listening, I would like one of those caps, (laughs) all right? So dig through there and see if you can get old Mosley, your buddy Mosley, a ball cap. I'd really like one of those. If, If he won't do it, Hoot's got something, I'm sure. Hoot's a big fan of our show. So, Hoot, I don't know if Tom still has anything. If you still have some stuff, I'd really like one of those old-school Baylor baseball caps. I bet they'll put some on sale. All right, it's the uh, Matt Mosley Show. We're going to get a live report from Omaha, where the
6: Aggies have just defeated the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. That's next. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays, 7 to 9 on
0: ESPN Central Texas.
6: Congratulations to the state champion Valley Mills baseball team from ESPN Central Texas.
0: It's barbecue and baseball season, and Coach's Smoke is offering the best double play in town. Turn two on Fridays with $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches all day and happy hour from 2 to 7. With their 35 big screen TVs and daily specials, this is the place to watch your Texas Rangers. Put on your favorite player's jersey and head on over to Coach's at 330 Austin Avenue in downtown Waco. And don't forget about Coach's Smoke Catering for your next event or party.
6: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
5: I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. College World Series elimination game: Auburn sends Stanford home with a 6-2 win. Ole Miss handled Arkansas 13-5. Two elimination games today: Texas A&M and Notre Dame in the early game, followed by Arkansas and Auburn. In the Stanley Cup Finals, Tampa Bay gets the win over the Avalanche 6-2. Colorado leads the series 2-1, game four tomorrow night. Garrett Cole took a no-hitter in the eighth inning as the Yankees won 4-2. The Yankees are 33 games over 500 and the first MLB team to 50 wins. Houston Astros host the Mets tonight, 7'10 first pitch. Rangers start a series with Philly tonight, 705 1st pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports
6: Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: ESPN Central Texas, and those Aggies just went out and got it done. Let's go straight to Omaha right now, Travis Brown. Writes for that Brian Eagle and uh, boy, all of uh, College Station, Brian, they, they all are waiting to see what's this guy going to write. What's Travis going to have to say about it? And he was kind enough to walk right out of that press conference and then jump right on the air with us. Travis, I appreciate it. Um, is, I, I would think it's a jubilant uh, A&M clubhouse right now, and Schlossnagel has to be, uh, uh, has to be really proud uh, of that performance, uh, your thoughts on Detmer just going out and sticking it to Notre Dame?
4: Yeah, you know Nathan Detmer is a guy who has. He even self said it himself. He struggled the last seven outings he had, and you know most notably uh, Friday against Oklahoma, where he he really struggles, only goes a, a, a inning and a, and a little bit, throws forty something pitches, and and he's on the bench with his head in his hands. ESPN cameras catch it, and you think, man, that that's a that's a rough way for this kid to to end his season uh but he went right back in and told the coaches, "Hey, whenever you need me, I'll, I'll go." Uh he uh he, he they they called his number today and and he absolutely pitched a gem. The thing that was the difference this time between uh now and and going back to April uh, was the fact that from the very first pitch, he had his entire arsenal of pitches, and he was able to work backwards on batters early uh, in the game to where the uh, second time around, he can mix in a few more fastballs because they were sitting back on the, the breaking stuff and the changeup. Uh, not to mention, he has this unbelievable two-seam fastball that breaks almost like a, like a, like a screwball, a, a backward slider, uh, and mm. that really makes things difficult when you try to bring that four-seamer in not knowing if it's going to cut hard away from you or, or if you're going to be able to sit on the, the four seamer. So man, kids, it's a good, he's a good kid. He's he He has a lot of fun out there. It's good, uh, good to see him having fun. And, and his mom is the best, biggest cheerleader of anybody out there. She, she likes every tweet out there. And, uh, she, uh, she actually went home yesterday, heard he had the start and then like went immediately from the airport home, right back to the airport to get up here for the start. So good, good hustle on her part too. <laughs>
1: I like Travis. Likes to get out there among the parents, get to know some of the families. I bet she likes reading your work and retweeting. Now, Travis, you kind of uh, you went out the other day and had some good audio and mic some people up at the driving range and had some fun. <laughs> do, you, do you did you kind of sense that A and M you know had stayed? That's hard when you lose that first game. You can go one of two ways: you can crater, or you can kind of bounce back and and. And try to, to to remain loose. Did you did you almost see something in that outing that made you think, hey, these guys are going to be okay
4: today? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think that I think in the uh, the game against Texas, the fact that the bats came alive a little bit early um, was always a good sign. I think that everyone had a little bit of faith in uh, Micah Dallas. He's been their best pitcher, their best starting pitcher through all the postseason. Came in with uh, a, definitely a sub two ERA. Um, and has been really rock solid. So I think that everyone knew that there was a good chance in that second game, and they had something to fall back on. I think having Detmer come back and show what he was able to do and loosen up and have a little bit of fun uh, was was certainly a good sign. It's going to be interesting in this game tomorrow with Oklahoma because um, the, the pitching depth in the starting role is is not something they have. They have Dallas. They have Detmer and then it's kind of a big question mark. They could go to the lefty freshman, Ryan Prager. They could go to the righty, Wyatt Tucker, who had a good relief outing against Oklahoma in the first game, but they they, they got to see him a little bit. Uh, One of those two options is probably going to be a little bit of a bullpen game uh, to get to that – that, that second game where you would think they would probably come back with Dallas on short rest to try to get into that final. But that's going to be the, the biggest storyline moving forward is what do they do with the pitching staff in this next game tomorrow? Because they've, they've used most of their bullets so far in these, these first four games.
1: Boy, it's amazing to, to think about it and, and, uh, and watch, uh, what the, you know, and, and by the way, the palace, the the transfer out of, uh, out of Stanford, I mean, you're talking about if they make it a bullpen game, um, it, he, he's a guy that's uh, really been good for for Schlossnagel. I mean, I, you, that's an interesting thought. You see it more and more in the major leagues, but it, it, it goes against what some of these guys' mentalities are. But if you could get somebody like that, which of those bullets you're talking about, which of the bullpen uh, guys do you think could potentially give you three or four quality innings?
4: Uh, I mean, yes, Palish is is certainly a guy that they're going to get in there at some point. He hasn't necessarily been great on short rest. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they use him. Uh, Chris Cortez is a guy that they got in for a few innings on, uh, on Friday. Schlaasnagle, when it, the game kind of looked out of hand against Oklahoma, got some guys on the mound just to get them on the mound and, and let them have some pitches in front of the fans, kind of get into it. Cortez was one of those guys. Uh, like I mentioned, Ryan Prager was one of those guys. Wyatt Tucker is a guy that came on a little bit. You'll probably see Will Johnston. He's a guy that actually could be in the mix for the start, too. He started some midweek games, and he is a COVID sophomore, so he's been around the block a little bit. Uh, a, a lefty that that ha- at times has been one of their go-to guys out of the bullpen. Uh, Cortez is the hardest thrower on the team. He, he can get it up there towards 99, but uh, control can kind of elude him at times, so... Uh, those are those are a few of the guys that that you definitely could see. And, and you know, it's this is the, the, the great thing about the, the College World Series when you get into these elimination games is anything goes. I mean, they get in the bottom of the ninth, need, need ninth and need one out. They might throw Detmer out there for an out or something. You know, it, it gets crazy when you get to the end of the season like this. And that's what makes it especially fun.
1: All right, Travis, I do like uh, your skills that you learned while interning at ESPN Dallas and Star-Telegrams. They come in handy, all that internet stuff, right? Because I can see you had about seven or eight paragraphs ready to roll at that final out. And and, and as we know, as writers, um, you never know what's going to happen to the College World Series, but you felt you felt pretty good about it. Those there were a couple of pitches that the umpires there, even as they must be the top of the college world series, you know, the college umpires. This must be the best of the bunch. But isn't it amazing how they'll miss like really obvious stuff sometimes? What was the what's been the crowd reactions on some of those, or the or even like the dugout when they just wildly miss on a pitch? I I one sticks out to me. Detmer had one. You know, uh, well, I'm trying to think who got. Maybe it was A. M. got Clonch, done wrong.
4: Troy Clanch had a strikeout looking. Yes, that was definitely high and outside. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it, it, it's been it's been interesting. We we can't hear. They have mics piping stuff in, so we can't hear the crowd. Super great, but the fun part about yeah. the mics is they have them like right near all the bases, so you can hear all the the strikes and the ball calls and the little conversations and you know when a when a player chops one into the dirt and, and he, he's not not too happy with himself, you can hear a few uh, uh choice words and so that's been <laughs> one of the uh the, the fun parts about this whole experience is getting to hear the little uh little little chirps and little little words that come around th- through the game as as different little situations happen.
1: Has anybody offered you any of those Pringles chips that have become kind of a calling card. A&M has some fun stuff they do after big runs. There was an era, throwing era on Notre Dame led to the first two runs of this game and then on TV we were watching the player, you know, have his Pringle when he crossed the plate. Has uh, have any of the A&M staff offered you any Pringles?
4: I, I have not gotten a Pringle, but I'll admit and I know maybe this maybe this is blasphemy to the A&M. I'm, I'm not a big Pringles guy. Don't don't give me give me the baked lays. Give me uh, you know a, a nice goldfish cracker or something if I'm gonna snack, I'm, I'm, Pringles is probably not my go-to, but again, you know, that might get me run out of college stations today, so
1: Yeah, I, I we, unfortunately we've lost the connection now. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, I, I would say the Ritz cracker has never been Ooh. beaten. There's also a a sea salt. Okay, I'm gonna put you on to a brand and if you get to go to a grocery store or something around there, I don't know how much longer you're gonna be in Omaha, but maybe when you get home. Milton's is a brand of cracker and the sea salt. That's about that's become the number one snack really in, in uh in, in my life. Uh and then I put a little I'll put a little pimento cheese on there and that takes it to another level. But I just want you to if you're not a, a okay. potato chip guy, uh, or you don't like the Pringles, go with the cracker. And uh, okay, and yeah, okay. I hear I you. Wanna... I hear.
4: No, so we, I need to put out there for all the Aggies that are listening. They need to put some pressure onto, uh, you know Jim Schlossnick to Ross Bjork to to go out and get me a nice nice drink or a soda or something because because of the win, I'm having to cancel my bachelor party for next weekend. So uh, you know, I, I, a nice a nice soda, a nice uh, you know root beer float might be a good Ooh. way to celebrate. But yeah,
1: wow, just just, this, just like
4: just yeah, it's 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 gotten real.
1: This has infringed upon Travis's. Uh, my goodness. Well, next week I'm just that's really interesting. Okay. Well, I was uh, yeah. I was looking to crash this event, and that may be while you're <laughs> why you're uh, canceling it really. But that's gonna be. Uh, That'll be a fun time. Well, you'll still get to have one, and the the old Aggies are kind of hanging in there. Travis, thank you. That was uh, that was uh, above and beyond, and we'll send you the usual fee. Okay,
4: you got it. Thanks, Matt.
1: All right, Travis Brown from the Eagle. Uh, by way of uh, Travis uh, went to TCU, has Lake Highlands, Texas roots, and so the man uh, has uh, doing doing a great job covering the Aggies, and I uh, i was laughing today, Aaron, watching Nagel watch the grounds crew. His pitcher was just going great guns, okay? He's just mowing people down. He's in this unbelievable rhythm. They can't touch him. He's through six innings, and some people thought they would have taken him out then, but no, he was going to leave him in. And, they, and the Omaha people send the grounds crew out there, and you may have been watching what I'm talking about, and and they spend about 10 or 15 minutes digging around, spraying the rubber, <laughs> uh, digging, a you know, kind of firming up the hole, and you hear the announcers saying, well, you know, when it's really hot like this um, and the sun can really bake it out and, and, and kind of make it tough to manage a mound, it's the College World Series. You're telling me the sun is going to cause, like, 15-minute delays with fixing the mound. Give me a break. you got to be ready for this kind of thing. Fortunately for the Aggies, the young man was able to go out there and uh, and continue on his great run. In the And in Notre Dame's – Aaron, I, I get mixed up on all these loser brackets. Can we safely say Notre Dame has been sent home? Yes. Okay, goodbye to Notre Dame. Now what are we doing tonight, Aaron? We got Auburn, and who's still alive? Stanford. Who's who is it? Auburn? Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas. That's right. Sorry. This is a this is SEC. Aaron, I thought you would uh, like this. Being a former bartender, um, the they've done a, uh, a contest for Jello shots. Which teams there? Which fan bases have had the most Jello shots at this famous bar called Rocco's and. Aaron, if you had to guess of all the schools that are there, eight schools arrived in Omaha, who would you say has the lead? Which fan bases are in the lead? And by the way, these two fan bases are blowing away everybody else. Nobody's even close. And I'll help you out. None of the Big 12 teams are in competition.
3: I would say Arkansas and Ole Miss.
1: You may have seen this story. I didn't.
3: I really didn't. That was just a guess.
1: (laughs) Good for you. Good for you because literally it was like Arkansas had well over 5,000 and Ole Miss was right on their heels. Arkansas surpassed actually 6,000 and Ole Miss had had 5,000 jello shots. The Stanford youngsters bringing up the rear with like a hundred or something. It was like sad. Stanford people. I guess have the good sense not to be doing a bunch of jello shots. But Arkansas and Ole Miss fans knocking back the jello shots. Aaron, would you even know how to do a jello shot? Did you ever make one of
3: those? Yeah, I made them and I've had plenty of them. <laughs> back in the yeah. day. I mean, obviously not in the past decade or so, but I've had my fair share of jello shots.
1: What do you do? You you make you put you pour it in, and then you make the jello. I don't quite understand how it's done.
3: No, you just pour it in the cups and put them in the refrigerator, and it turns into jello. You pre mix it, it into, the jello okay. mix with the alcohol, then pour them into the little individual containers and pop them in the fridge, and they turn into magical jello alcohol shots.
1: Yeah. That seems like too much
3: work. It is.
1: If you're into (laughs) drinking, I feel like you could. It's a lot
3: easier just to open a beer. I know that.
1: (laughs) That's right. Okay. It's the uh, Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. We're going to do the dismount and
6: say goodnight to you. That'll be next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station
7: for Baylor athletics. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Wrecker Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Wrecker Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start. You need a tire change you blocked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Wrecker Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Wrecker Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over.
8: HowMet Aerospace in Waco is holding their weekly on-site hiring event. Every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., HowMet Aerospace will conduct on-the-spot interviews and making offers to qualified candidates that day. Bring a current resume and be ready to interview. Entry-level production to experienced roles, as well as professional positions are available. Great pay and benefits starting day one. Can't make it? Apply online anytime at HowMet.com slash Careers or WacoHR at HowMet.com. 아멘
6: Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at
10: centexsportsfan.com. Listen up. If you take pride in your lawn, you need to mow with the best, Gravely. The made in the USA perfect cut quality grass devour and beast of the zero turns. Gravely residential mowers are built just as tough as their commercial machines, with comfort and features you won't find on other mowers. Mow with perfection, get yourself a Gravely. The full line of Gravely residential mowers is available at Landscape Supply. Come visit our new 10,000 square foot showroom in Spiegelville for the largest selection of
4: outdoor power equipment. Mark Stewart here with Bird, Colgen Ford. Summer is here, and we need our trucks and SUVs for the Texas sports and outdoors. Whether it's taking care of your current vehicle, selling yours, or upgrading to a newer model, the BK Ford team provides a simple, easy sales and service experience. Looking for better fuel mileage, more room, or towing power? Check out our quality pre-owned options at BKFord.com. Don't find what you want? Simple. We'll custom order exactly what you need. BK Ford. Experience better.
6: Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN
5: Central Texas,
6: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
5: I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. College World Series elimination game: Auburn sends Stanford home with a 6-2 win. Ole Miss handled Arkansas 13-5. Two elimination games today: Texas A&M and Notre Dame in the early game, followed by Arkansas and Auburn. In the Stanley Cup Finals, Tampa Bay gets the win over the Avalanche 6-2. Colorado leads the series 2-1, game four tomorrow night. Garrett Cole took a no-hitter in the eighth inning as the Yankees won 4-2. Yankees are 33 games over 500 and the first MLB team to 50 wins. Houston Astros host the Mets tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers start a series with Philly tonight, 7-05 first pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas.
6: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: What is the Dismount? <clears throat> we got to say goodnight. And uh, we had a lot today, lots of excitement. Started with uh, Nate Newton. Aaron, let's remember that one for next week. That was really, really good. We've had some uh, excellent guests lately. And uh, it's just fun to have them on. And, and uh, Cowboys legend. And we'll uh, you'll be hearing some of those next week as well as I uh, attempt to uh, make my way to the beach. Although I am going to still do a little bit of radio from there. Aaron, these apps... They they seem like great, but they're really not good. You know what I'm saying? They they, they make it too easy to to do things from afar. But um, I lots to uh, cover today. The Aggies did win five to one over Notre Dame, and Notre Dame has now been eliminated from the College World Series. Uh, really. Uh, uh, sad sad deal with a former Purdue star in an NBA first rounder Aaron I'm sure you saw that Uh, Caleb Swanigan has passed away at age 25 uh, died of natural causes at a Fort Wayne hospital just extremely sad 6'9 player uh, who was a first round pick by the Trail Blazers okay Hate to end like that, but uh, it has been a great day. Appreciate everybody who's been a part of this. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock
6: sharp. Good night, everybody. This is the Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 Athletics. Here again is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John
7: Morris. Hi everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 Athletics on today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Coming up, the Oklahoma Sooners in great shape in Omaha and the College World Series off again until tomorrow. Details straight ahead on
2: today's.